Hello and good evening to DivaGen Tech Talk on the 16th of September 2021. I'm very happy to be here tonight with DC. I think it's our third show, DC, correct? Third? Fourth? The sixth show. The sixth Tech sixth Talk? Or? No, I mean Tech Talk. Uh, Tech Talk. Tech Talk, okay. <laughs> Tech Talk, Tech Talk. Uh, yeah, it's the third or fourth. Yeah. I don't know. How are you tonight, it's first of all? Fine. Just coming from the work. Uh, now we have the tech talk, a great week on YouTube. Um, yeah, and it will be interesting tech talk, I think. Um, the topic will be the upcoming Fort Cunning update. Okay. So I'm looking forward uh, what Yusin and Fushin will tell us uh, regarding what's happening in the background. Yeah. Um, Really, really excited about it. We delayed it for one week because there's so much good news coming up and we are very happy to present you the two main actors tonight. So me and DC are going to take a step back, but we're going to also like kind of bridge in the middle between your questions out there later on. But I would say let's welcome the special guests tonight. Very welcome, Yusin and Fushing. Thanks for coming in tonight and presenting all the good news of Diva Chain. How are you tonight? Hey, good. Thanks. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, Dizzy. You guys have been having a really crazy week this week. Uh, so many shows, uh, having a marathon this week. Yeah, awesome. it was nice. Yeah. It was nice. Hey, but so it's always, I think it's always one of the real highlights to have you guys back on. And we have uh, a lot of uh, viewers all the time and everybody is super excited. And yeah, I the stage is all yours, guys. I think you've got a lot to talk about. We're going to a, take a step back and... You let us know, do you want to be interrupted or we do the questions always at the end. We've got three parts prepared, I think. And at the end of every part, we're going to do like a session if that's okay for you guys. Good. Cool. Yusin, then all right. this, it's all yours. Take it away. Thanks for coming again. All right. Hey, everyone. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's one month already. Uh, and, uh, and we have uh, three segments uh, today. So we're going to update on Fort Canning. Uh, what the team is working on, what the status now, uh, what it's going to look like. And the second section, uh, I will also talk a bit on uh, on what's coming up uh, after Fort Canning, because it's kind of like uh, we haven't talked about it after that. So let's talk a bit on that as well. And uh, and then uh, Fushing will give uh, some updates on the on the product side for DeFi chain. So what the wallets are doing, what kind of what, uh, what are we what can we expect on all the product side? Um, yeah, with that, let's get started. I'm going to share my screen. Okay, here we go. Let uh, Lord Mark do the magic. Here we go. There we are. Ooh, voodoo. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I guess uh, let's get started, shall we? Okay. Uh, yeah, so uh, so let's start on Fort Canning. So Fort Canning, uh, just a recap on what are we, uh, what what are we gonna bring uh, for Fort Canning upgrade? So we're gonna have decentralized loan, and uh, we're gonna have uh, tokenized uh, asset, which uh, stocks, commodities, uh, etc. So that's gonna be really really exciting. I'm sure everyone's looking forward to that. Uh, and auction. Uh, so for liquidated asset, uh, we you're gonna need an auction for that. So it's part of the features of Fort Canning. Um, yeah, so these are the major features of Fort Canning. I'm sure everyone's really excited. I myself will be really excited about that. Can't wait for it. 
some smaller features as well for that comes with port canning. Uh, so we're gonna have a composite swap. I think uh, some community members were asking about that. So uh, like if you want to do from USDT to USDC today, you have to go through uh, two pools. You have to make two transactions. Uh, with uh, port canning, you can do just one. So you it's gonna go through two pools. Uh, on the blockchain, but you only have to make one transaction. So it's only one transaction ID, just automatically go to two pools, and then this will be an input of USDT, you get a USDC out uh, once it gets confirmed. So uh, makes it so much easier and so much cleaner. So this is very, very helpful for uh, when we have stocks. So you can exchange from stocks to USD and USD to, let's say, like Bitcoin directly in one transaction uh, without having to go through all of that manually anymore. Uh, and Masano improvements, a lot of people has been asking about that. So the first part is uh, reward address enforcement. So uh, I see that there's a lot of uh, non-custody uh, Masano providers out there today. So uh, I mean, it's really great that we have that. So uh, what, what it means is that users are uh, pledging the, your uh, 20K collateral to a... To a um, provider or to a to an operator and then they'll run the, the master on the for you uh, but for now the, the operator can send that reward technically to any address that he wants by default it will send back to you as the owners because that's the default but then on the blockchain it doesn't enforce that where uh, where can it can it go uh, yeah so there's been requests from the community members uh, to say that can can an owner enforce uh, the destination of the address uh, for that. So yes, so for Fort Canning upgrade, uh, this will be possible. Uh, and also with the Jonas um, Paya with the five year and 10 year lockup, uh, it's a long time. Uh, so there's been requests from the community on uh, what if the operator that I pledge to, to go with uh, uh, cease to exist or go away or whatever. So, uh, so with the operator switch now, you are able to switch away to other operator. You are unable to withdraw your collateral, but you are you are able to switch the operator address to another address. So this allows you to uh, continue to mine uh, on a different operator or switch it back to yourself if you want to. So yeah, so that will come before canning. Uh, and uh, improved slippage protection for swap. So uh, there has been some uh, um, bug reports on slippage protection for. DeFi chain that's not really working that uh, accurately. So with this, uh, it's uh, it's fixed now with Fort Canning. So service uh, protection will work exactly as uh, what it is. And um, yeah, and a couple other bugs as well. So anchoring on Bitcoin currently, there is a minimum fee that you have to pay on the Bitcoin side. Um, this is. Uh, it's a feature that has no use to us, to, to the DeFi chain side. We enforce a minimum amount of Bitcoin that you have to pay for an anchor, but what does it do for us? We are, we're just wasting more Bitcoin to write something on a Bitcoin blockchain. So uh, that is now taken away uh, for Fort Canning. So this means that um, we will be seeing a lot more anchoring on Bitcoin side uh, with the Fort Canning upgrade. So this is good for us. And uh, the reward works exactly the same. So now you don't have to pay the minimum fee of Bitcoin. Whatever the whatever amount that you you are you needed to write on a blockchain, you just do that, and um, you 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 write on a blockchain and you get a reward on the DFI side. So uh, that would be good for us. Uh, 
this uh, the second part refining of HTLC. So for that is part of the atomic swap uh, implementation. So if you are an active uh, atomic swap user, you might you're going to have a lot of contracts open on the HTLC side. And uh, naturally, some of them will not go through. Uh, if some of them will not go through, then you have to do a refund. So currently, you have to keep track of how many really open HTLCs that you have, and you have to call the refund yourself on the on the Bitcoin side. On the on the DeFi chain side, it's done automatically on consensus. As long as the hash lock contract times out, you'll make refunds. But on the Bitcoin side, you have to claim the refund. So now there's a single call on the node RPC side where you can just call uh, refund all HTLC uh, or it will then refund all your expired HTLC to get back your Bitcoin if they if they don't go through. And you don't have to keep track of HTLC contracts anymore. Uh, and the third one is also a bug fix where currently if you mine a block, um, it's a reported by one of the community members. So uh, currently for DeFi chain blocks that mine, you only get the block reward. You only get the block emission reward. You don't get the fees. So it's a bug that was introduced um, with Juno's Pyre upgrade. So our Fort Canning, this will then be restored. The fees will then be restored. So uh, with Fort Canning upgrade, you will then see block rewards for uh, Masternode will not be like even all the time anymore. So as, as more transactions are being included, you will get more rewards. Uh, back to the original um, implementation for that. Um, yeah, so some timeline. Uh, Fort Canning development, it's now concluding. We um, The developers has been working so hard and now we are, uh, I mean, they are coming up to the final stage and concluding uh, the development. So the, so the DevNet upgrade for testing will happen uh, either later this week or early next week. So we will have that uh, upgrade on DevNet and the testnet upgrade will happen shortly after that. So testnet is a public testnet. DevNet is something that uh, the developers run internally on their own, uh, just a private one, just to see if it works fine. And the testnet is a public one. Uh, once it's worked fine, you will upgrade the testnet and I'll test around for, um, for a week or two, make sure that everything is safe. Definitely want to make sure that on on the blockchain side, when we when we go mainnet, we want to make sure everything is supposed to scaling. So there's no stalling, there's no issue with the exchanges or whatever. So we have to make sure that it's safe. So um, we are planning for a node release. Uh, it's going to be version 2.0 uh, around 30th September, uh, around last day of this month, uh, and the mainnet upgrade. So we usually have about um, two weeks of a notice period for mainnet upgrade for all the exchanges and everyone to, to upgrade on time. So uh, the mainnet upgrade should happen around mid-October. Uh, this is all subject to everything goes smoothly as planned. So uh, it's not set in stone, but it's just to give everyone a good idea on when, when that is coming. Um, yeah, so uh, looking forward to that. Um, yeah, that is for Fort Canning upgrade. So uh, now let's talk about What's next after Fort Canning? So what's next? So let's talk about what it is today. So today, uh, it's really, really uh, super um, proud and happy that we have a really, really vibrant user and developer community. And thanks everyone for the for the active development and learning uh, with whatever uh, tools that you have and whatever libraries that you can find. So many active projects going on and. Uh, even even the the shows that uh, the team is doing uh, like Mark and and uh, DC is doing is so amazing and so many projects are ongoing. So 
and this September around 18 uh, community funding proposal. That's 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 really huge for a project that's uh, quite small. Uh, I mean, we just started about a year plus, relatively new, and even the API just about to to get rolled out without much documentation yet. So uh, we're using so many community developments, so that's really, really amazing. Um, and we have Jellyfish and Ocean API that's coming up. Uh, it, it's a really strong uh, library and very properly developed and very clean. So for those of you who tried that out, uh, thanks for trying it out. Uh, I'm sure it's clean, but the documentation side, I'm sure it can be improved. There's still a lot of room for improvement on documentation side. So uh, if you do use that uh, library, uh, I would, um, uh, I would hope that you can also contribute uh, as well. Uh, if not on development, uh, at least uh, help on the documentation side, come up with sample apps or, or anything that you can help the community to, to build on top of it. So that would be uh, really helpful to, to grow the, the developer community. So that's why I start the, the show with a chat uh, that says developers, developers, because this is what uh, Tech Talk is mainly about. We want to grow the developer community and make sure that more of us can build uh, on it. Uh, and there's so many clients, so many libraries available for, for uh, DeFi chain today. We have uh, at least two more mobile apps uh, on top of the one uh, that Fusing team works on. Uh, and um, yeah, there's a lot of libraries and, and projects that developed by various community members. So it's really, really um, exciting, really amazing. So what's next, right? So from, from the pink paper, we have uh, on-chain governance, which is um, uh, we just plan for the G upgrade, which, which is coming uh, after Ford Canning, so F, and then after followed by G. So ETA for that will be Q4 2021. And on pink paper as well, we have other, uh, other things that are on there like native NFT, uh, native future, native option. Uh, we haven't set in stone on what are the dates yet, but um, they will come uh, after after the on-chain governance. And I'm, personally, I'm looking forward for native future or native option because uh, one of the challenges that uh, I've been talking to people as well that's going to come up with the with the stocks is that uh, if you find that a stock is mispriced on DeFi chain, you want to arbitrage it. It's, there's no secondary market for you to arbitrage it. So if you have futures, you are able to arbitrage against the future because future will ensure that the closing price of that will match the asset price. So if it's mispriced, if it's cheaper, the token side, you can buy the token and and, uh, and wait for it to, to hit the future. Uh, or, if, or if it's overpriced, then you can short it and then hit the future. So it will create a natural uh, um, secondary market on chain already, even without a, an actual secondary market outside of DeFi chain. So that alone should be quite exciting. Uh, on chain governance is going to be worked on next after Fort Canning. Um, yeah, it's clear here. Um, yeah, so talk about the DeFi ecosystem in general. Uh, so DeFi, I mean, everyone, um, if we talk about, we talk to people outside of DeFi chain, if we talk about DeFi, usually they, they, the first thing they think about is it's Ethereum, and um, and yeah, and and yeah. So and lately we're hearing about like BSC, Binance Smart Chain, and we're hearing about Polygon, we're hearing about Phantom, we're hearing about Avalanche, and there's a lot of hype around DeFi ecosystem in general. And all of these chains has one thing in common: EVM, Ethereum Virtual Machine. So, and Ethereum plus EVM makes a very very free DeFi ecosystem. So. 
you can see a lot of these blockchains like BSC, they started, I would say, around the time where we started, or maybe even later, I don't know. But, uh, okay, definitely Binance is huge, so they get a lot of momentum there. But also, at this, also another fact is that they are EVN compliant, compatible. So with that alone, they get a lot of liquidity flowing over from Ethereum very, very easily. If you have EVN compliance, everything gets connected naturally. So all the tokens can fly around the different chains for avalanche polygon they are new they're pretty new chain and they get a lot of these um uh fluid fluid from various other uh, EVM compatible chains uh, and for us we're pushing for native DeFi, so we're losing out a lot on all these um um ecosystem uh in, in general so um so um so yeah so we're pushing for DeFi uh native DeFi for being uh, safe and secure. And we have a Bitcoin bridge, which is also known as Atomic Soap or ICX. So that is live now on, on, on DeFi chain. Obviously the UI is still uh, in the works and pushing will cover that in a bit. Um, and I also seen some some uh, users have been using the, the Bitcoin bridge uh, for some small amount because it's really tedious to do that manually, but I've seen a lot of active uh, I mean, successful uh, trades already uh, on on the Bitcoin bridge, so it is working fine. Um, one thing that we we have is we're missing out on a larger DeFi ecosystem because we are pushing for native DeFi uh, all the time. Um, yeah, so so I would like to uh, propose. I mean, not I, but more like internally we've been talking about it. Uh, also, the community members or some community members know about it already. So. Um, uh, so just wanna, it's merely a proposal right now that um, that we wanted to do something called an EVM plus native DeFi to uh, to DeFi chain. So obviously it's not up to my call. We have to put up a DeFib. We have to hear the uh, the the discussion surrounded. We have to ask for a vote of confidence to see uh, if the Masters owner or if the community are largely uh, okay with it and. And the right now it's also a perfect time because the, the I mean the, the voting round for September just started, so we have a full month to kind of discuss community for us to like really um, make this uh, idea really sink in and really uh, solid with the community members and everyone understands where we're going and everyone's aligned on that. So what does it mean to EVM and native DeFi? I mean, uh, so native DeFi it's a um, DeFi for Bitcoin. This is always what we're pushing for a DeFi chain. And EVM, it's basically uh, Ethereum virtual machine. It adds another layer on top of native DeFi, uh, so it brings a lot of benefits. I'm gonna uh, cover that uh, shortly. So, so native DeFi is what we have right now. We we have some uh, primitive functionalities of DeFi today. So it has tokenization, it has DEX, it has loan, it has atomic swap, and a lot more to come. Like native. Uh, um, future option NFT, so a lot more to come on, on that. And native DeFi is designed and will continue to be safe and secure because it has uh, no additional attack surface uh, in that end because it's there's no train complete language behind it. Um, so EVM uh, is Ethereum virtual machine. Uh, it's train complete. Uh, this is why we always been saying that EVM is train complete and DeFi is non train complete. Uh, something like Bitcoin. So it has smart contract capability. I'm sure everyone's uh, familiar with that. Uh, it's very flexible. 
and it opens up even to even wider developer uh, community when you have that um, a tooling complete layer where you can build anything on top of it. So, uh, so what does it mean for with EVM plus native DeFi? Um, so native DeFi layer will continue to be non tooling complete and very, very safe. Uh, and EVM provides this extensible layer on top of it for developers amongst us to write smart contracts or even port things that we that we've we're now seeing on the DeFi on a wider uh, DeFi community over to DeFi chain and use it on DeFi chain uh, while retaining the Bitcoin base and the native native DeFi base. So uh, EVM layer sits on top of native DeFi and interacts with native DeFi uh, through smart contract signed transactions. So it's not a direct link to to there's still a degree of separation between both. So native DeFi will continue to be secure and doesn't doesn't have the full twin complete part, but as uh, the EVM was sit on top of it, so it runs off some smart contracts. So if you want to call this one, the EVM will generate a uh, transaction to be signed by the, I mean, will generate transaction to be executed on the native DeFi layer. Yeah, so why? Um, yeah, so I mean, I'm not sure why <laughs> the title is why. <laughs> okay, so, um, I mean, DeFi chain has been uh, has been evolved from solidifying the wider DeFi smart contracts and prototypes from, from other protocols over to uh, to DeFi chain. For example, our DEX it's uh, it's uh, inspiration from from Uniswap. It's not one hundred percent identical, but there's a lot of inspiration from Uniswap in our um, the the decentralized loan that that we push out. It's uh, it's uh, inspiration from. Uh, from make a protocol with a die uh, project. It's not again. It's not one hundred percent identical as well, but it's, uh, we're taking things that are solid from from the uh, from the EVM side, from the virtual, uh, from the Ethereum, uh, from the wider DeFi ecosystem, and then bring it over to native DeFi, um, and then we build a solid uh, native DeFi on top of it. So uh, we often lag behind the wider DeFi because of this reason, because we always have to see what's happening on the on the DeFi protocol prototype side, and then we bring it over to native DeFi. But we often also wonder what it, what does it look like if instead of waiting for the wider chain or the wider DeFi community to do something outside of DeFi chain, uh, what is, what does it look like if people are able to build directly on DeFi chain to 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 um to to innovate on top of what we have uh, on native DeFi. So with this evolution, now we, we can see what that brings uh, to, to DeFi chain. Uh, so what the benefit obviously is the cross-chain support. So it was started with this idea that EVM blockchains are able to, in, are able to cross between one another. So, uh, so cross-chain support for, uh, for EVM is going to be huge. So we have we, we have Bitcoin Bridge already with via Atomic Swap. So once we have EVM, we can then connect all the EVM blockchains, which means that we can connect ETH, we can connect ERC20 from Ethereum, we can connect uh, BNB from Binance Smart Chain, we can connect the Binance Smart Chain token, BP20, and much, much more to DeFi chain in a very simple uh, swap. So it's a cross-chain swap. Atomic Swap, if you used it, it takes about 20 minutes for it to go through. But on EVM blockchain, if you do a swap, it's it's just one transaction and done. Yeah. So imagine what this brings is that the Tesla token on DeFi chain can now be tradable, for example, on PancakeSwap. So 
And whatever that we have on a Biden side as well, we can also bring over on the Biden smart chain side or on Ethereum smart chain or on Avalanche. So all of this is really, really uh, exciting. It connects us to the wider DeFi ecosystem and we can then tap into all this uh, wider liquidity of De DeFi ecosystem and make us part of the whole uh, bigger DeFi family. And um, yeah, so DST, we have DST on, on DeFi chain, DeFi standard token. And on the Ethereum side, we have ERC20 on, on Binance Smart Chain, they call it BP20, but I mean, they're all, uh, I, I put in quote ERC20 because we're just referring to the same standard for to define a token on the EVM layer. So for us, we have two, we have EVM layer, we have native DeFi layer. So we're gonna connect, I mean, if we do this, we're gonna connect every single DSC will will have uh, will, will be ERC20 on the EVM side. Every single ERC20 on the EVM side will be DST on the native DeFi side. So you don't have to deal with the swap internally you know, on a DeFi chain. So every single DSC will automatically be ERC20. So this allows you to swap um, like DFI token directly into other uh, EVM blockchain directly. And you can bring like uh, stocks token, you can bring um, even like a Bitcoin token or DBTC on DeFi chain side as an ERC20 token and bring it out to um, to, to other blockchains directly already. So this allows the ERC20 of DeFi chain to participate directly with the cross-chain um, swap protocol like uh, any swap connects for the EVM side. So it's going to be really exciting for, for when this happens. Um, yeah, I think I said exciting so many times. So yeah, DeFi chain decentralized stocks will be tradable on a greater DeFi ecosystem. Yes, it's going to be possible. So so it will open up a lot of possibilities for the stocks token to be usable outside even of DeFi chain. And uh, the very same USDC, USDT from Ethereum can now be made available at DeFi chain. So uh, we don't need a backed USDC, USDT anymore. We can use the actual one for Ethereum, which is run by by uh, these actual companies that run these stable coins. We can bring them over to DeFi chain through this swap. And um, and for example, like, this is just an example. Like BNB can be tradable to Bitcoin directly through DeFi chain. So DeFi chain can also act as a gateway for all these EVM to then reach Bitcoin as well. So they can go through BNB over to BNB on DeFi chain side, and then and then to Bitcoin through through the DeFi chain atomic swap, which is working uh, today. And yeah, so look at what we have today with the limited capability on DeFi chain and so vibrant developer community already. So I can't wait to see if we have this virtual machine layer on DeFi chain. I'm sure we'll have a lot, a lot more exciting projects gonna come on DeFi chain. Uh, so yeah, I can't wait for for uh, for this to, to go through and implement it. It's a huge, huge undertaking for this. And it's a really, major change uh for this because they always push for like uh twin complete versus non-twin complete and now we're going to be twin complete plus a non-twin complete layer so uh it's a really really major change uh and i hope the committee will see where this is coming from because i think it's going to be, be beneficial for every single DeFi chain users and holders um yeah we're not going to do away with native DeFi. native DeFi will continue uh, i hope it's clear uh and what we can now see is that we can build uh, stuff on an EVM layer. And once it's mature, then we can graduate. We can move them over to the native DeFi layer, taking away the smart contract, uh, taking away the, the twin complete uh, instruction set, put it as part of the consensus 
on the native DeFi layer. So it adds a different different play to the other uh, to, to the other DeFi um, projects out there uh, today. So if we do this, what this looks like on on the layers that we have the EVM on top of uh, on the topmost layer. Obviously, smart contract will, will will be on top of EVM, and below EVM we'll have native DeFi, which is what we have today. And below native DeFi we have the Nakamoto consensus, which is also known as Bitcoin consensus. So adds a lot of security. Uh, plus now we adds a lot of flexibility as well. So yeah, I think this is gonna be really, really exciting. I hope everyone's excited for that. Um, yeah, that's the end of uh, my section. Uh, I can take some questions first um, before we move on to Hussein's one, just to yeah. see if there's anything. John, uh, thanks, Hussein. Really, really great. Um, it's amazing, the EVM. Uh, maybe one question from my side directly. Any idea how much effort you have to spend, how long it would take to implement it? Two weeks, two weeks, two weeks. Two weeks? Okay. <laughs> no, because Long it, it sounds like... It... <laughs> I joined yesterday, forgot uh, that. <laughs> Good question, yeah. How long is this going to take? It sounds like a big thing, right? Yeah, yeah. it's huge because we have to be backward compatible as well with, uh, with the current native DeFi. Um, to be honest, I don't know. Uh, my yeah. guess would probably be, I don't know, within six months maybe so ideally if if it's possible uh, we probably started right after fort canning alongside with the uh with the uh with the g upgrade for on-chain governance started alongside with that we're going to do we're going to roll out things on the current um, chain while there's a separate team that works on the EVM layer uh, yeah. to build on top of it. So a lot of tests has to make sure that everything is safe. It's a really, really major upgrade. Question, uh, question Yusin, has yeah. this been done before or is this something completely new and something absolutely outstanding or are there projects out there that do something similar? Uh, I think there are a couple of layer two solutions out there, but they built maybe not on Bitcoin or not on Bitcoin uh, code. So, is there something comparable out there already? Um, there are some Bitcoin uh, smart contract projects out there. Like the most uh, mm -hmm. popular one are Root, um, Rootstock and uh, Avalanche, I think is also built on Bitcoin. So there are some projects that are built on Bitcoin. Uh, and also the approach that we're taking as well on this, I there's been a couple of chains that switch uh, the direction, uh, for example, I think Binance did something like that. So Binance uh, Smart Chain, they they called something else before that. They did on a different chain and then they switched over to, to an Ethereum um, fork. Um, so what they did is they discontinued. I'm not sure if they discontinued, but they do a token um, transfer instead. So for us, ideally, we want to maintain the, the native DeFi. We don't want to throw that away. So we want to maintain backward compatibility. So on that approach, I think we're really unique that we migrate with backward compatibility and we also retain a native DeFi layer, which I don't think native, native DeFi layer, I think is pretty unique uh, from from what I've seen in. So usually people, uh, there's some uh, projects that do uh, train complete layer uh, on Bitcoin uh, in the past, but, uh, but uh, non-train complete DeFi, I don't see it yet. 
Okay, good. Okay. We have we have a couple of questions that really match the topic yeah. very well. Maybe we're gonna put them here. Um, Mark seventy six asks Yusin, um, any plans for other wrapping unwrapping possibilities than cake? I think that would solve this problem as well, right? Yes. Yep. So, uh, so I have two parts to that question, to that answer. So the first one is with EVM, we can bring a lot of native token over to, to DeFi chain directly. And uh, we don't need Cake to do the, to, to run the backing uh, service anymore. Uh, on another part as well, I want to make it clear that uh, Cake is not the, uh, the only uh, entity that can do that on DeFi chain. So if you want to run your token on DeFi chain, you can do that, and with on-chain governance, you are able to then also promote your token to be uh, to be a DAT. So we're going to do away with this term, but for now, to promote a DAT through the on-chain governance, get a master to vote, and then become a DAT, and then you can get anyone to uh, to use your token. So any single entity can do that uh, on DeFi chain. Uh, um, even for now, uh, you can put up a vote of confidence, and uh, we can vote for it. And if it go through, then we can also make that happen. But with on-chain governance, all of that can even be even more uh, transparent, and anyone can promote the token to be DAT. And if you, if any entity wants to run their own uh, Bitcoin token alongside the current one, uh, the current backed one uh, that Cake facilitates, you can you can do that, and it will be um, it's completely fine. Mm -hmm. Okay, good. Which one next? DC. Um... Maybe the one um, similar one. Uh... With the EVM, is it possible to directly send your USDC and US dollar tether to, for example, Binance? So not over cake like today? E yes, I guess so. Yeah, with EVM layer, yep, you can swap. We would, we definitely got to do a discontinuation of the current backed USDC or the backed mm -hmm. USDT with the EVM layer. So I don't know how we'll do it yet, but I'll probably do a swap or something like that. Uh, we'll use the actual one and then it will then be compatible, so you can then go out into deep uh, into Binance Smart Chain and, mm -hmm. and swap swap it directly there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, just to clarify, uh, also from us, our another question here, um, not another question comment. Um, yep. Really great. Yeah. So everyone is now excited. Uh, wants it. It will need time and to be um, or to clarify it again. Um, we will vote on this, right? You mentioned it at yes. the beginning. So not in this round, in the next round, there will be a DFIP and the community has to vote if they want to uh, this feature. Yeah, it's a lot of effort. Uh, and it's a good thing from my personal point of view that you have now shown us before the next round is coming. So we have time to discuss it on Reddit, uh, Telegram and so on, because a lot of questions are coming up. I think if the community yeah. is thinking about the construct, the, this this concept, uh, and we have to discuss it, and uh, we need also your input and and answers. It's it's a big thing. Yeah, that's the point. Yeah, we've we've missed the current round, which is good. Now we have a whole month to discuss about it, and I I'm looking forward <laughs> to all the question and discussions on that. I'm sure there are some ideas from from the community side. I'm sure that, I see a lot of really really smart, really really good developers amongst the community members that come up with ideas on how to implement it. So for now, I mean, it's, it's an idea. Um, the, the, the core developers has been looking at solutions on how to implement it, but there's nothing concrete yet. I mean, we haven't even, it's just a really uh, 
early idea that I talked to uh, also various key committee, committee members. Also, some of you have already known this. Uh, I mean, it's not set in stone. Again, I, I, I put it on the slides. So if, if the, the committee doesn't want to do it, we want to stay this way, then we will kind of just stay on the so I, I personally find it's an it's an amazing push in a direction that a lot of the blockchain projects are going at the moment, right? Cross-chain compa uh, uh, compatibility and uh, open to create an open, open system, not build a big wall around it. And if you say that the security is not going to be jeopardized, then that's an awesome thing, right? And it could mean a massive cash inflow also, but would also mean a price increase most likely, right? And... Yeah, I think we have to look at it at all angles. But for me at the moment, at least, it looks uh, and it sounds really, really amazing and could be a, a big game changer. We have a lot of positive comments here. I, I would, <laughs> I mean, let me just flash a couple of those. And thanks for your feedback out there. But yeah, mo most of them are really, I mean, I haven't seen any negative on so far. It, it really needs, somebody says he has no. to buy more, he has to buy more DFI. It's a good idea. I think <laughs> that could be a big game changer. So Stefan says, uh, so that uh, EVM is kind of a beta layer. Is this what we call a layer two solution? Is this the word that is used or is this something kind of different? No, I think I think layer two solution means something else. Layer two okay. solution usually is to go go past the uh, scaling scaling problem. Let's say on Ethereum, you will execute on layer two. For us, it's not it's not layer two. We, everything is still layer one. So okay. everything is still uh, yeah confirmed at the at the safest uh, consensus for this. Hey, I'm 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 disappointed, community members. Why is the one making noise that we are switching to <laughs> like like uh, train complete? But I'm glad for all the support. <laughs> could somebody could somebody please post a negative comment using needs? Yeah, okay. Uh, maybe maybe these one are now just shocked. Yeah, it's it's the news. Nobody know it before, uh, and now they are yeah shocked and cannot write. Uh, no. Uh, I think we have to think over as a community because it's really a new concept. Yeah? Uh, never heard before. Uh, it was the, the teaser Mark mentioned. Showed uh, or have a look on the show tomorrow, yesterday. Um, yeah, we have to think over. I think the Reddit is a good uh, starting point. Uh, maybe someone can make a post you or uh, from your team, and then we we go into it and discuss it. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Right, yeah. So I want to take one question from Yeah, which one? We, which one? Which uh, one? The latest one from Martin uh, Adrian. Adrian. So yes. He, yeah. So he asked. Yeah. So he asked if uh, will the EVM layer not have the vulnerabilities that we have been criticizing? Uh, yes, that that is true. Uh, EVM layer will or might have the vulnerabilities that we have been talking about. So that is why we implement. Uh, if if we do, we're gonna do a two layer solution. So the DAX and alone that we already have on native DeFi, we're not going to take that away. We will not move it over to EVM layer. So that stays uh, safe. So the part on the EVM side, it's going to be wide open. You have a lot of attack surface, very wide, and uh, it's very innovative. You can do things with it. Uh, at the same time, it's open to a lot of attack. So yeah, it might, it will be a little bit risky. So once you see things that are good there, then we'll bring it over to the native DeFi layer. Just like what we're doing today, just that we're just taking things from the wider DeFi community and bring it over and now we okay. can bring whatever we have from the DeFi team layer to, to the bottom layer. Okay, let me let me maybe flash another question here from 77. What is the use for the DFI token with these plans? Same, same like today. So it's 
for you to pay for fees, pay for DeFi usages, and and all of that. So if you run uh, instructions on EVM layer, you're gonna have to pay a gas fee for that, for like a better term. Yeah. So same thing. Okay. Cool. Good. I think these okay. are all the questions for the EVM story. There are going to be a couple of other questions. Maybe we can put them to the back of the presentation. What do you think, these yeah, guys? I, I think yeah. we should switch to, to Fushing. He's yeah. waiting uh, to present the updates on the Yeah. And then we have a look uh, what the time says. Excellent. Yeah, fine. Fushing, you want to go ahead? Yeah, here we go. I'm ready. Let me just bring your screen online. Here you go. Okay. Okay. So I think this is my third show. So hello, everybody. So again, I'm gonna give a bit of run through about like DeFi chain products. Uh, I think this 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 uh this month theme will be, especially with the EVM update. I'm pretty excited about that actually. When uh Eugene broke the news uh, to me, I was like, heading towards EVM. Having our native DeFi as the secure enclave, or running, uh, allowing the developers to build uh, above their native secure enclave. So where are we today, and where are we going for the products? So yeah, this 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 is the topic that I have for today. I think the three general keystones of uh, DeFi chain products. We have the Jellyfish ecosystem. We have the DeFi scan. We have the DeFi chain wallet. So these are the, the key concentration of the focuses that uh, my team has been focusing on, building up the Jellyfish ecosystem, building up a DeFi scan, building up the DeFi wallet. But take a step back and understand like, where are we going? So, so the first thing that I really want to talk about is Jellyfish. So where are we today and where are we going? So Jellyfish itself is sort of an ecosystem project. So Jellyfish uh, provide SDKs, provide tools, provide APIs. The APIs itself powers what we have today, which are the DeFi Light Wallet, the DeFi Full Node Wallet, and the DeFi Scans, and even the Oracle's adapters. So whatever you see today, I think we're constantly pushing a lot of updates uh, recently. That is what Jellyfish allows us to do, because we have that strong layer, that the strong native DeFi layer that powers the new uh, capabilities, like faster release, faster uh, DeFi scan, faster wallet. Everything is now just faster due to this uh, new Jellyfish SDK. So a big of run through for our developer actually, so where, where we are today. So we have the ocean APIs. We have the full node APIs. We have the blockchain emulators. So we have the, we have the block SDKs. We have the wallet SDKs. We have the transaction SDKs. So all these are basically what you need to fully build the native DeFi. We use the same tools, uh, open source as, uh, everybody, which is, we also published the source code. I think some of the committee members actually took our source code and evolved it to their own project, which you are totally allowed to do. So that's what uh, Jellyfish project has always been about. I think, I think most, some of the developers, I think over the past few weeks, a few dozen developers have been contacting me. And I honestly feel quite bad about it because we, the Jellyfish team itself, we can build everything with Jellyfish SDK, but for the community developers, it's not that easy. It's not that easy to understand. Because out of the documentation, I would say on a good day, 10% are only documented. So how do you craft a transaction? You might not know how to craft a transaction. The Jellyfish team knows how to craft a transaction, but it's not really well documented. It's well tested, but it's not well documented. We don't have, we sort of lack that support ecosystem for developers. Lack of samples projects for developers. Like, okay, I want to use the Ocean APIs. How do I get started? 
the reason we don't have that yet. So, and I want to really give a very huge shout out to the early jellyfish adopters. The one that started with us when it was 0 0.10.1, 0 0.10, 0 0.12. Now we're at 0.43. So there's like 43 releases since then. And like some of them jump in early back like six months ago when there was barely anything. And really shout out to the early uh, jellyfish adopters when there was little uh, documentation to begin with. So starting today, uh, I sort of crafted this uh, jellyfish example. So over the next few months, I was continuously working on it. So like how to use the ocean uh, APIs. So right now, uh, as of today, I think I just merged and just published this. So how I created two very simple React projects, a very simple example to fetch live DEX pool data from ocean infrastructure, a very simple example to fetch master node information from ocean infrastructure. So very soon now, I, I will uh, evolve and consolidate the whole jellyfish project to build out like more better continuously integrated documentation. So 10%, hopefully you can target maybe a 90% documentation and also a ton of sample apps ranging from how to build your own blog explorer or even how to build your own light wallet or how to build cross-chain native DeFi EVM. Yeah, so ultimately we are very excited on where you're going to hit. And jellyfish.defichain.com uh, will effectively become the one-stop location for building everything on native DeFi and consolidating all of our spares uh, projects. We have, we spin up a lot of projects when we were trying to achieve the light wallet transition. And I think there are like six projects that actually powers the light wallet implementation because all of those are greenfields project. So within the next few months, we are consolidating, documenting, bringing up sample application, even on, even sample application on how to build your own, like let's say MetaMask. We'll be doing that over the next few months. So I'm really excited about that. So, we don't have the support infrastructure before now we are going to focus on creating the support infrastructure for the DeFi chain developers. So that's for Jellyfish. So how about DeFi Scan? So DeFi Scan was something that was sort of released together with the DeFi chain wallet. It was not planned. It was just coincidentally that, oh, we, we have that ready now. So why not just like start developing on that? So that itself will always become that one-stop like location for DeFi chain. So where are we today and where are we going? So exciting as, as of today, I think over five major pages have been slowly migrating. So the what we do today, especially on DeFi chain is, uh, on the wallet, we test out the, the, the code. We have a lot of testing, we run out of testing. I think all solid test cases. So we do a lot of automation. We have that for DeFi scan, but we do it differently because DeFi scan, there's no risk of losing, losing uh, your wallet balances. So we sort of, every time we have something new, we just push. Every time we have something new, we just push. So the community can uh, look at it and react to changes before it even like matures. So like I say, we have a new block explorer. We don't really know that. So we have a new block explorer, but some of the transactions are not showing it. Yeah, so effectively we push it out and when it's ready, we, we sort of announced it. So work in progress, always in production. Very excited about like, how we're going to do the DeFi scan. So, Ultimately, I think that falls on the question, like what I actually try to do with DeFi Scan? Is DeFi Scan an explorer? But in DeFi Scan is that one-stop location for like the native DeFi without it being too specialized. So your blocks, your transaction, or basically the native DeFi core that we have in the DeFi chain. We will focus on building that layer. Well, like specialization, like masternode stats, masternode tracking, we're not gonna do that. So like we have our community amazing community developers that are already like building on top of it. So we just provide the, the stable APIs and the communities, amazingly, they will just build everything. So 
DeFi scan will be just that, that uh, focuses on our native DeFi layer. Yeah, so that is where we are going with DeFi scan. And what are we going to introducing, uh, as, as I said, like immediately as soon as possible. So the DeFi scan homepage, if you all haven't noticed, we actually don't have a homepage yet. So ultimately we have that one-stop location of a scan of basically DeFi scan, a scan of the entire DeFi chain, native DeFi layer, and like bringing, uh, bringing visibility into our transaction token layer, our transaction UTXO layer, bring visibility to addresses and anchors on Bitcoin, basically the interaction with accounts. So if you see on the right, those pages are sort of already in preview because we have been working on them, just that we didn't prioritize because our resources are giving, keep getting shift around as usual because we're trying to work on the new uh, decentralized loans which most of the team is pretty excited about. So yeah, we actually have the page dropped out, but we haven't sort of like properly tested it. So yeah, as soon as possible. So in the short term, Stocks and loan, if you all have been looking, actively looking at the jellyfish development, different from the past, this time around the jellyfish team that builds the SDKs are very closely involved in the fault canning update. So it is not just actively developed by the blockchain core team, it's also de actively developed by the product team. So we are sort of working hand in hand. The moment the blockchain cores have the protocols ready, the product team will have the protocols ready for light water implementation. So then we can simultaneously, as soon as possible, within weeks, bring it to the light wallet and even the DeFi scan. So, so I think you all, you all like the video that I uh, shared about DeFi scan. So I prefer another one. So where are we going with DeFi scan? So same thing, polishing our native DeFi core and the DeFi chain core, then providing that reliable transaction and block explorer layer and providing the native DeFi core experiences. Yeah. So. That is uh, DeFi scan. So what are we going to do? Oh, yeah, I'll jump on to our last one. I think I'm most excited about the last one, which is DeFi chain wallet. So DeFi chain wallet. So light wallet. We have light wallet for iOS. We have light wallet for Android. We have a full node wallet, desktop wallet. That full node desktop wallet. So what's next? Where are we going? Where are we today for Light Wallet? So we have a DeFi chain. So release on Android. I think the last show I was saying that uh, hopefully Apple will accept our review and get the published. Surprisingly, after I say that, the next day we publish it, we get it through within one try. So it's like, oh, wow, didn't expect that. So it was surprisingly quite easy for us to get through iOS and get through Android. Yeah, so, and I think in the immediate time, uh, more and more pages are giving released. I think it's easy to under, it's easy to see that there's only a bit of pages if you're uh, user experiences. But the DeFi chain wallet itself is not uh, just about like doing swaps. They are going to be we are supporting the up and coming loans, the up and coming ICX. So there are a lot of engineering uh, excellency that went to it. Like Dark Mode was just released like immediately after Light, Light Mode was released because with the way we build things now, it's just fast, easier to do things. Yeah, it's not, and the things that are slow are very much different from what you expect. So uh, like even like slippage tolerance, I was like, we don't have it on full node wallet, but we implemented it immediately on the light wallet on release day. It's because the Jellyfish SDK has all that packed in. So everything building for native DeFi was rather easy. So. I think soon, uh, like in the time, I think most people are excited about what's about to come soon. So, so biometric authentication. So we have that actually. So I'm actively testing it. 
So some of the more core layers of DeFi chain wallet, I actually look at them and review them. So the privacy law is actually ready. So there's just a few more uh, comments that I requested for change. So they uh, effectively are going to release multi-address single-seed wallet and also like a simplified UTXO DFI auto-conversion layer. So now it's a bit hard to use the UTXO and DeFi chain. And you want to do a swap, you might not have enough DFI. So we, we, we went on the easier route to push out the wallet first because auto-conversion is sort of like, a, in a way, a good to have user experience. By the time, if you were to push it in, it would just take too long. So why not we just release as a separate? So we're going to effectively bring that back. And of course, master node management. So master node management, I think the team has been working on that for quite a while, but the resources has always been moved into something more critical. So which is why we didn't really have it sort of ready. Because I think something that not a lot of people understand is about like building building user experience. Whenever there's something that is in the 90% that everybody uses, we always jump into that because there will always matters more for the, the products. Like most of the users actually like using like a few key features. So we always want to focus on that 90%. Master node management, very important feature, but full node supports it. So we always have to like juggle that. So we will bring it out as soon as we can. Same for the roadmap for DeFi scan. So same thing. So stocks and loan will be concurrently within weeks of getting update. So pretty excited about that. So I think sort of my last slide here. So where are we going with wallet? So DeFi chain wallet, if you all have seen the follow, uh, actively follow the DeFi chain wallet, you all have seen that we actually uh, sort of uh, done our technical spike and the SDK for building a desktop is ready. So now we are at the stage of just designing that advanced user experience for our power user for desktop. So on light mode, meaning you don't need to have long block syncing time, but bring like advanced features uh, directly on our desktop. So bring the same light wallet, very lightning experience over to the desktop. Uh, the next thing is ICX. So I saw a comment on uh, Telegram about like the, the SDK on Jellyfish are ready. Is the release on uh, the light wallet ready? So I I'm, I think I think Yen uh, in the comments previously he brought a very good point. UX UX are never easy, like especially if you talk about complexity. The harder something is, technically, I see it's a very complex uh, idea by itself. So I see user experience is essentially hard. We look at it, we focus on it. I think most of our engineers are trying to figure out a good user experience. The autonomous protocols are excellent, but it comes with great users' challenges that poses to be difficult to execute on a light wallet. So we couldn't really uh, bring out that protocol and trust that the user will understand how to actually work out their ICX. On, on my end, uh, as developers, we always understand how, how it works. But because it's a sort of a three swap action, so uh, a, Dex swap is a one swap action. ICX is a three swap actions. So that comes with very challenging user experience risks, which is why as part of our desktop move, the light mode plus full node experience, we will be especially creating it on the full node itself. Meaning you, the same uh, light mode desktop experience, but we'll be powering that user experience on full node wallet on the desktop. So give us some time uh, to work on that because we want to make sure that it's effectively safe on the user's experience side before we bring it out to the power users. Yeah. 
So that's it for products. Do you all have any questions? Great, great. Um, yeah, there were some questions uh, at the very beginning regarding the API. You, you mentioned it. Um, <clears throat> at the moment, um, um, there are APIs, the old ones, and they are not really stable. Um, and when they are stable again, or when we can we switch to the newer ones, um, which are, I think, linked to the ocean and not the old one. Uh, I think, Mark, uh, you have to put in Fujin again. Where's Fujin? I think he left us. <laughs> he dropped out of the call. Let's see, maybe okay. maybe his connection was disconnected. Okay, let's let's. Okay, okay let me let me take that one then. Um, if switching is not coming back. Um, okay, so the API for there he for is. Jellyfish is stable. It, it is stable. Okay. So what you see there, it is stable. It is very very well tested. Uh, yeah, pushing mm. your back. Yeah, you want to take that question. So there's a question on stability of uh, API. I think the, yeah, the, the stability my, is regarding. Yeah. yeah. So I think the stability is regarding the old API, which is not built on Jellyfish. So you're talking about the oh, full node APIs. Okay. So I, yeah. I think the question is regarding the full node API. So the full node API, where the Jellyfish uh, worked on the, the APIs, the full node APIs is actually much more stable now that the Jellyfish. Uh, engineers maintain it so because we the jellyfish engineers uh, although we build our own like uh, we sort of have our own block our own block uh, layer our own transaction layer we do always piggyback that and check that our own blocks that we craft on our own layer our own transaction that we craft on our own layer matches the apis that is done on the consensus layer on the c plus plus side so the c plus plus the food the core team as we call it they run the c plus plus code we had jelly, the Jellyfish team, we have our own JavaScript code. They have the same layer without the consensus. So we always uh, try to do a one-to-one -one match. And whenever, whenever there's something that is breaking, we always try to say, uh, inform the, the block, the core team, okay, maybe we should just uh, change is breaking. So maybe you should uh, revert that change. So yeah, it will always be stable. Yeah. Okay. Um... Mark, another question from Daniel Kleiber also at the very beginning regarding the transaction history, which is currently not available in the Light Wallet. Um, so not like in the desktop wallet and uh, some users cannot switch or don't want to switch because they don't see uh, the history uh, completely in the Light Wallet. Will this be fixed in the future? Yes, so we actually already have sort of like a ticket on that. But again, I think most of the team was very excited about the, the, the loads. And I think we give a bit too much priority to uh, loads. I think more than half of the team is actually working on the loads itself. So yeah, we actually we actually have the, the APIs ready uh, in development, in drafting, sort of ready for use. But we haven't deployed that version yet. Yeah. The, again, we, we try to sort of prioritize. I, I think that, that that's sort of something that uh, is important. So yeah, definitely will be coming up soon. A lot of the priority for for the team now is it's really pushing on the the loan and the stock support when 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 we have it uh, for Fort Canyon yeah. because we don't want to like having to wait like months uh, before the UI is ready for for stocks. Okay. Yeah. Pushing, pushing. There's an, there's another question. 
wait, hold on. This was the Binance question. That was this was not the question. But, but yeah, no. it's, a, it's an interesting one. We have this in every call. Yes, everybody's working on Binance. You can be sure. Also, the tech team is uh, is really heavily involved. This one, I wanted to show this one from Christopher. He said, is there a possibility to program an auto-reinvest function in the wallet? For example, daily conversions of 50% of DFI rewards and reinvest in liquidity mining. Are you guys working on a feature like this? Oh, yeah, actually, that's a, that's a very, very, very good question. I, If you are a developer, I'm actually working on a sample project uh, that sort of allow you to sort of uh, do that on a on our emulator blockchain. But we don't want to run any uh, infrastructure on Light Wallet because Light Wallet itself, we don't actually run anything. So when you look at the Light Wallet, the Light Wallet, when you open up Light Wallet, it actually gets a snapshot of your uh, your balances, your tokens on the on our, on our ocean infrastructure. So we sort of capture the snapshot. And when you close the app, we don't use that snapshot anymore. We just throw it away. So there's no, there isn't like a background uh, layer to this. There's no server. There's no central authority. We don't, nobody, nobody knows what you're doing because you're just signing our transaction and broadcasting our transaction and asking our ocean infrastructure for a snapshot. So yeah, for our developer community, we'll be sort of having a sample project about how you can sort of run a server to automatically, uh, whenever you receive a transaction and so you want to do something with the transaction. Yeah. So mm -hmm. we will be working on that. Okay. I have a question that's maybe not wallet related, but I think it's a really good question from Kalle. Um, he talks about um, if the price feed could be stopped one day, if there's a vulnerability. And he says here, do you have a backup option for stock tokens if one or more price feeds are cut off using maybe that's your specialty here? Yeah, for stocks token, uh, currently it's running uh, on a serverless architecture. There's almost a direct feed from the feed provider. Uh, and also the plan is that we want to decentralize this uh, over to other, uh, uh, to more uh, um, like core uh, community members to run the Oracle service as well. Uh, and eventually uh, with EVM, I think we can bring in something like uh, like from the from from the Ethereum side over to to DeFi chain side, and then we can uh, completely centralize uh, the whole. Uh, like we can take on because price has been available on other other blockchains easily, and for us we we have to build this infrastructure, and we try to make it as resilient as possible, as as direct as possible. But but there definitely is a possibility that uh, that it could uh, it could stop for whatever reason it is. Uh, so there's some redundancy involved. That's why we use multiple feeds. Uh, for that, uh, the plan is obviously you want to get to more, uh, to more, more resilient and increase resilient and increase uh, more more operators running it. So, uh, what what we have right now is already direct feed from the feed provider on the serverless architecture directly direct directly over to the blockchain. So we hope that that's efficient uh, enough uh, at least for now. Cool, fantastic. Good. Did we forget somebody, DC? Did you screen the questions? May, um, yes, maybe. Oh, no, it's the last, before the last one, uh, regarding Atomic Swap. Um, so uh, BTC is not really running, and uh, the people are looking for another one. <laughs> Will it be possible to have an Atomic Swap with, for example, all Bitcoin forks, Dogecoin, LTC, Bitcoin Cash? I'm not sure the question is regarding the token for Bitcoin. If it's on the token for Bitcoin, then yes, because any token on DeFi chain can be solved with Bitcoin directly. Uh, 
But if it's regarding Litecoin blockchain or Doge blockchain, then uh, that is going to be really uh, heavy because uh, what Pusin has also presented just now for for Atomic Swap to make it uh, really um, secure and really uh, resilient also on the on the on the client side is that we uh, we're gonna run the full node wallet uh, the full node on the client side. To make sure that it is safe so if you're going to have like litecoin support and dogecoin support then the, the client is going to be really heavy to to have a litecoin node and dogecoin node and everything and technically it is possible because they all technically function the same and hash channel contracts available all, all all these blockchain uh, and that's also, that's also the reason why on the DeFi chain side known as interchain exchange and not a bitcoin exchange because you can technically work with other uh, utxo blockchain but it's the fact that these blockchains are so heavy that uh, we we want to focus largely on Bitcoin first. Yeah, sure. Good. Um, yeah, I think we are. Maybe computer happy. The, the next one was <laughs> if DFE price is crashing, if it is possible to have a, a an alarm in your wallet. <laughs> DFE is never crashing, actually. After right. DFE crashing, <laughs> that was it's, it's, it's... <laughs> it corrects slightly. <laughs> In heavy, heavily correlated to Bitcoin, and that's not a crash normally. Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe I, I'm uh, reformulate a little bit uh, the the question. Um, if someone needs such a feature and could uh, make it or program it, uh, would it be possible to integrate it into Light Wallet? So I think it's not really needed by a developer on your side. Uh, if someone is out there, can the code adapted and you will integrate it in the official uh, light walls. Would it be possible such a scenario? No, definitely. Like the development for DeFi chain, it's all open source and we're always welcoming more pull requests. Uh, I mentioned that at the start and uh, again, same as well for this. So if anyone wants to add feature on light wallet, submit a pull request uh, and um, yeah, and have a discussion, I don't see a reason why we would not uh, accept it if it's high level quality code. Mm -hmm. Very good. Okay, then Dominic, next one. Dominic, ah, here we go. Will Which Jennifer use SPV wallet or a full Bitcoin node? Uh, so Jellyfish will use the full Bitcoin node with its own wallet mechanism. I think I sort of uh, wrote it inside uh, one of the pull requests already. So yeah, so the full node wallet will sort of sit as uh, like the node that you interact with. Then the, the transaction will get crafted uh, by the DeFi chain wallet itself. Then it will just get broadcasted directly to the full node wallet. So yeah, that's the plan. Okay. Christian asks or says, I want to buy with a limit. Is this possible? Okay, if the wallet is open. So limit orders on the DEX, I think yes. he might be uh, talking about. Yeah. Yeah, that's technically not possible on a DEX uh, right now, but you can have a monitor to see if the price goes to your level, then you can buy it. Yeah, I think we have a community fund proposal from Fush, uh, from Wusa, who is going to build like uh, this little monitor that you can put next to your desk or on your fridge and you see what happens and then you just hit the button. So it's half, it's semi fully automated in some way then. 
And, and also DeFi chain value with the arbitrage bot. Oh, um, yeah. They are also the, sending yeah. you. Mm. So um, it's not possible on a DAX. Um, and there are other tools around uh, to give you the information. And then you have to do it manual. Absolutely. I think now questions are more or less yeah. over. Good. Um, a lot of questions today. Thanks, thanks everybody for uh, helping out here and bringing that great question to the uh, team. I think there was a lot of good stuff out there. Highly appreciate it. And I think it was also a record in the uh, viewers. Uh, we have more than 130 uh, on the peak level. And we have um, 91 thumb up votes. So maybe we hit the 100. That would be a new record in a live show, I guess. 93 already. Come on, guys. Seven to go. We're going to do that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, guys. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Uh, DC, you've got something else or we no. we good for today? I'm I'm more than great happy. news. A lot of stuff to discuss afterwards. Um, yeah, it was amazing. So I have not expected um, this content. Uh, it's great. Thanks for preparing it. Also in this way, using and fusion, it helped a lot. If the people can see what you are talking about, um, it it was a really great show. Yeah, it was awesome. Thank you so much. I think uh, especially like. The stock token trading is more or less there and we have a great outlook on something really exciting. And I think the EVM story could really rock the boat here and really shake the crypto sphere. No, I'm, I'm, I'm super excited. I'm really looking forward to this. So nice that you shared it so long ahead that the community can react to that and not working behind closed doors. It's awesome. Uh, thank you very much from my side. Really fantastic. Thank you very much for having us. Yeah, like on our side, so it's a really, really early idea. We haven't even thought about it much. It's, a, it's just an idea that I've put it out really early with the community. Nothing is done yet. Nothing is really even planned yet. So it's just an idea. So I want to work with the community to to, to solidify the idea even more to see how the reception is like. And uh, there are a lot of uh, really smart people in the community. So I want to get the feedback from that. Yeah, I agree. Henry said, on a good note, thanks for the great work, guys. Keep it up. I think we can all join in yeah. in applauding yes. for that. Yo, thanks a lot. This was Tech Talk in September, one week later than planned, but I think it was really worth waiting. There was so much great updates and so fantastic news. We're going to see you next week for the DFJ News Show and then for the Fireside Chat. So... Stay tuned, don't forget to subscribe to the channel and click the bell button, then you're always going to be uh, informed if the next show is up. Otherwise, thanks for coming. Thanks, everybody, for joining, and have a great rest of the week. Thank you very much, and bye-bye. Bye-bye.